0: I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design with a chat from Better Days with the always entertaining Jamie Rummerfield and Ron Woodson from Woodson and Rummerfield's House of Design. I'm longing for the good old days, January of 2020. It wasn't that long ago, but it feels like an eternity since Modernism Week, doesn't it? Uh, I've known Ron and Jamie for quite some time and spoken to them about their design firm and their passion project, SIA, Save Iconic Architecture, on numerous occasions. This conversation was recorded in January 2020 from the California Closets showroom in Rancho Mirage, and it's being published in June of 2020. Why is that important? Well, since the COVID-19 pandemic started, the idea of home has become so much more important. The idea that a dwelling serves those who inhabit it from both a form and functional standpoint are of critical importance. This is really a great time to have this discussion because we're at the very beginning of what I believe will be a significant migratory period in our society. This pandemic and subsequent shutdown have made us rethink how we do everything from work, school, daycare, home, gyms, you get what I'm saying. I don't don't want to go too deep in the weeds about that, but instead focus on saving iconic architecture. Ron and Jamie started SIA, Save Iconic Architecture, to do just that, and while we talk a great deal about significant architecture in major cities like LA think about the opportunities to find architect- architectural gems in outlying areas think about that and know that Ron and Jamie are not against development they want to save these masterworks because that's what they are amazing works by noted architects not limited to but including Neutra Schindler Frank Lloyd Wright Wallace Neff and Paul Williams think about moving to an outlying area finding an absolute gem And responsibly restoring it to a fully functional dwelling where you can live and work remotely and have that home gym and do that home daycare. Hopefully we won't have to do it for that long, but it's interesting to think about that idea, don't you think? This is a conversation about great architecture, identifying it, and saving it when possible. Before we get into this, a quick reminder, you can catch every episode of Convo by Design by subscribing to the show on your device. You can also find every episode and extras, like the Convo by Design blog at convobydesign.com. Did you know that Convo by Design has been telling the stories of design luminaries for seven years now, with over 276 episodes produced with listeners in over 60 countries around the world? It's true. So if you're new to the show go check out the episodes you missed as well as over 200 videos on our youtube channel convo by design is presented by walker zanger a fantastic company and an equally fantastic design partner while the walker zanger brand was built on the promise to inspire designers and architects to do their best work there's far more to it than that yes that promise is fulfilled every day through a commitment to provide the best ceramic, glass, stone, porcelain, and concrete surfaces and finishes. But at the heart is a family owned and operated business that provides stunning surfaces for a well-designed home and does it to make designers and architects do their best work for their clients. Walker Zanger started in 1952 and they are absolutely one of the best trade partners a designer can have. Check out their newest collaborative line with designer Pieta Donovan. A collection of cement and ceramic tiles inspired by the patterns and colorways of the 1970s and created with a comfortable modernity. Walker Zanger is on the cutting edge of design, featuring products for every style and architectural feel you can create. And they provide homeowners with the materials that dream kitchens and baths are made of. Check out any of their 14 showrooms across the country or shop online Zanger. Com. It's so funny too. Uh, totally need an app already. And it's what ten?
1: <laughs>
0: this is a Who's um, cool calling. <laughs> this is I a, know <laughs> your agenda. This is a this is a busy week for you guys. How are, how long are you here? Till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So it's been what three days? Yes. Okay. You got here Friday. Friday
1: yes. to Monday.
0: Okay. So this is the third year? Fourth year. Fourth, Fourth year, year. All yep. right. Fourth year that you've been doing this SIA event here in Palm Springs. Um, having covered it for three, it's really interesting because every year you're seeing it get bigger and you're seeing more attention. And at some point, you, you get to where you're going to the parties and then people are talking to you about it. It's like, you know, you can't wait to the next party, you can't wait for the next thing, but it's more than the party. So, for those who may be new to this, explain Save Iconic Architecture.
2: Okay, Save Iconic Architecture uh, was born from Jamie and I's love for architecture. And seeing how in Southern California, Los Angeles specifically, how so many of our iconic structures were being demolished at rapid rates, um, you know, you'd have a potential client who had a Wallace Neff, and they'd say, "Oh, I mean, we just bought the house, but it's too small, so we want to tear it down and build something new." And that mentality just was not acceptable for us. And from that, we created and founded Save Iconic Architecture. Our daytime job as I I like to say is interior design and luckily we're in a rarefied area to be able to work on these types of houses with very mindful clients and so we really think it is so important to keep our history because once that history is erased then what do you have it's gone forever
0: and that's a really good point. So, it's interesting too because when someone will buy a property, they buy it for the provenance and they buy it for the architecture and they buy it for the architect and then all of a sudden life gets in the way and it, it I think now shedding some light on it makes people think in advance before getting the property, which is great. So, and, and design and architecture, it all works together. But I think in the last year it's really interesting because we've, we've spoken. A number of times about the Gabor house what's what's happening right now in um, in Southern California with significant architecture and developers who are coming in and just not there's no there's no there's no love for the property we're it's not like we're seeing it more but I think there are more resources to know when something's going down or being addressed
1: right I think we're at a critical impasse with architecture construction, demolition, and rapid growth in Southern California. And being interior designers in the field, we see it every day. Massive construction sites, the tearing down of beautiful buildings, and what's missing is they are not protected. We live in a city that does not have a level of protection when it comes to landmarking, notable structures. And We decided something has to be done about that, and we created Save Iconic Architecture. And just in the last year, we have championed so many fights against developers that have gone illegally to demolish things. For example, the Ava Gabor house by Paul Williams. That is a very notable and historic piece of architecture that's so important to our history. And, as Hollywood, we have to embrace... The celebrities and just what our culture is about and it's it's hollywood and we we love it and we're los angeles natives and to see someone who doesn't even know who that is or understand who paul william is come in and deface it and desecrate it it's not acceptable and th- the word is out that we are watching these houses we're working with the city our city council members to protect these really important structures because once they're gone they're gone forever And it's the Wild West right now, and developers really get away with it, and we're not okay with that.
0: And let's get something straight. I I think there is a misconception. People think, well, there are building regulations, there are housing regulations, there are city regulations, there's zoning regulations. That's not true when it comes to historical
2: properties. No. No, not for history. It's it's not true at all, which is why, we're advocating more with the city to make a change because that's 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 where the the biggest change is going to come from is and i'm going to give you an example if you owned paul williams and went to the city to get a demo permit they have no idea
1: that it is a paul williams Williams. it's a parcel number it's a parcel number so
2: you're just a a given a number (laughs) and you know led to just go to your own devices. Well, that's just not acceptable. And this is what we're championing to fight against. So the city of LA has uh, HPOVs,
0: right? So they have all these different... HPOZs. Di- H-P-O-Z, sorry. And, and they... So they chronicle everything. They It's on a website. But the website, you can't. I mean, if you've ever tried to navigate that website, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. And... Yeah. So tell me about the, what you're trying to do.
1: Well, I think the city and many c- cities fail their community when it comes to landmarking. Um, Los Angeles, especially, is one of the most notable cities in the world. People look to it for fashion, art, design, architecture, and we, they're making no effort to protect these resources. And when you're looking at the city and you file for a demo permit, there is a list that's over here about it's called Survey LA and it has documented the major important structures throughout the city. However, in the planning departments and the building and safety departments that issue the permits, they have no connection to those lists. And for us, that's, that's such a lazy approach to um, protecting our city and it's not acceptable. And we understand that, you know, there's other crisis topics in our government, politically speaking, but someone has to speak up for the beautification of our city and what it's built on. And we are experts in design, and I think our whole design community should rise up and and lend their expertise to this, because right now it's the tail wagging the dog developers are running the design aesthetic in our city and that's kind of a joke (laughs) and so we personally just can't stand by and do nothing i think that's part of the problem if you do nothing and so we are starting an initiative to as a grassroots operation to bridge these lists to the planning department and the building and safety department so that it's the addresses are there, they know what's important, they still don't, they still can be lazy about it, but we'll do the work and we're willing to put it in. And I, and luckily, our city council members are actually very good advocates, and so we're not gonna just throw everybody under the bus, but right. but it, there are people who, like David Ryu, Mitchell Farrell, and Paul Koretz in Los Angeles, those three council members are really our only hope, and we need many more, like them, to make a big change.
2: And one of the interesting things too that we should really focus on is our land and the dirt in Los Angeles is so valuable. So these developers, the house that's on it, that means nothing. They want the land. And because it is becoming so much more valuable, we're seeing much more of this bad behavior
1: bad behavior is truly rewarded by the city um, there's no penalties for tearing exactly. down something illegally those laws need to be much more stringent these are criminal acts they should these developers who are illegally demolishing houses should go to jail I mean the, and or the fines should be astronomical and so
0: should the contract <laughs> yes. well and and further there are no teeth, and it doesn't mean anything. Like um, you probably know more about this too. The um, in San Francisco, it was an, the
2: Neutra, the yeah Neutra. yeah.
0: One point seven million dollar fine levied, only to have the homeowner sue, yeah. and it was expunged. And have it
2: yes, and have it overturned. It's yes. stupid.
1: No, and that's yes. again rewarding bad behavior. it, right. it
0: Totally rewards. If bad you have behavior.
1: money, you can get away, you with, can get away with. You can
0: get away with it. Yes. So here's what I think is really important. You can you can look for government regulations. You can you can look for city councils, and if you can find friends. On city council you got the three amigos on city that's great yes what's also really important is is to look to the private sector which you guys you guys have so we're at California closets today uh, celebrating a partnership Um, we're having brunch at modernism week which is fantastic tell me about the partnerships that you guys have in place because I think it's really important
1: well the the home industry is a multi-billion dollar industry and it's our job to make this world a beautiful place and luckily the home industry vendors and manufacturers are wonderful people and have the means and support to carry this type of initiative Um, we have many wonderful partners um, all across the board from gen air california closets you know different types of showrooms that really contribute to home preservation and it's not only about awareness that they really help elevate They bring action. And so we are preserving homes. We're bringing building materials, products, and merchandise, fabrics, paint, you name it. These vendors come together for a much greater cause. And it is about celebrating our history, protecting our history. And together, I think the home industry can really make a big difference in preservation.
0: And it's interesting too, because once they're gone, they're gone. You know, the Derby. Pick fair. It, right. you, you name, you name which property that that isn't there to see anymore, and you know maybe maybe some are significant, maybe some aren't just because there's a. What was the one on um, on Sunset that was a? It's a it's a googie. Um It was the Chase Bank. Yeah, the
1: yes, Savings. Yes,
0: Litton Savings yeah. Yeah. Bank Building. And the status of that?
2: Well, this is where corrupt government and money played a huge part it was given landmark status and then the overturned bank i mean that just doesn't happen once i don't
1: understand how that and even we happen.
2: still it, it's just unspeakable
1: the conservancy and a big coalition of preservationists fought for eight years to get the Litton savings bank on sunset boulevard landmarked, and it achieved the status and which it should. It's a it's a notable structure of the modern era on Sunset Boulevard, and it's the last one of its kind. Whether you like it or not, it's a patch of the quilt of L.A.'s design world, and it's important. And the developers, Townscape Properties sued the city, and a judge overturned the landmark status. That is absolutely ludicrous. And the city is watching, and so are we, and this awareness is really important. And uh, you know, we get super serious about this because yes. it's atrocious, it's very bad behavior, and they're being rewarded for it, and the, the, the building will now be demolished.
2: And it'll keep happening until something is, is really done. So when you talk about the issue in San Francisco with the Neutra, if that had stuck, that would have put in the minds... Of the next one, oh, I better not do that, because this is what's gonna happen. But slap on the wrist.
0: And here's the thing, here's what I think is interesting about this whole thing. Some will say, that you're right, the value of the land is so high, our housing is so low, and there's a social element to this, right? The flip side of that equation, and I think what's really important to, to note is why this bothers you and why you're so motivated. You two are artists. Right. As creators, as creatives, as artists, as, and as designers. And these homes are art. They are art. Absolutely. And so that's that's the why it's important. And also, if you keep tearing down the fabric of the city. Now, I consider L.A. now, and probably over the past decade is really where we got this status. I consider L.A. to be a, Southern California in general, but L.A. in particular, to be a world-class design a
2: world-class city. World-class city, world-class architecture, art, fashion, fashion yeah. Culture, people from all over the world. When I've traveled all over the world, the minute you mention you're from Los Angeles in particular, people's eyes light up. It's unmistakable. It's unmistakable. I
1: mean, Quentin Tarantino just wrote a film, a love letter to L.A. Once upon a time in Hollywood, and this is their city too. And I really feel like the celebrity, the actors, you know, are. Very supportive as well of this organization, and it's just going to keep growing because it's their town too. And having their voices with Save Iconic Architecture is really important.
0: That's also I, I, I love the segue, great transition because I wanted to also talk to you guys about what I what I love about I love you guys individually. We've known each other for a while, but about the firm, what's in Rummerfield's House of Design, Hollywood Regency, the the style, you you guys, the way you design you design you talk about a love letter Quentin Tarantino's was a dirty gritty making Hollywood and Sunset look the way it did back in the 60s yes. right he was on point, uh, he was on point. yeah um, the way that you guys design your style is timeless I, and I, I don't mean to in- imply that you have a style and that's that's it but your aesthetic is, is timeless and the way that you guys design tell me about Hollywood and LA and Southern California not from the past but looking at the future?
2: Well, again, you know, we, we, we sometimes will beat up on, on millennials, but okay. the younger generation is embracing the past and our history in the city. And, you know, it's, Hollywood is just, I mean, you can't get around it. It is important, um, it is important globally. And to be in that city and to work in that city is a real honor. And again, to have people just wanna come in and tear that apart is unacceptable. And yes, Jamie and I are LA natives and very, very proud of it. And so we want to save our city. And maybe our vernacular of our design does um, shed a light on us being from Los Angeles. It's I mean, true. our 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 design aesthetic is all over the map. We can do anything. Um, but yes, hearkening back to the past is very much a part of how we see the future yeah. as well.
1: And that's that's who we are. We are true California tastemakers. We're from Los Angeles we're natives. And it's in our DNA and we will carry that torch forward um, reflecting the history but also into the future because it's Hollywood there's no place like Hollywood and you can talk about Hollywood Regency and it goes back in time it's not just one generation it's every generation has their resurgence so we have witnessed it on many levels and it's a part of us and Along with California mid-century modern, California desert, California beach style, there's, it's infused in the way we work, and it's the real deal. And it's almost nostalgic for us to make sure that those stories live on and that the spirit of Southern California, and Los Angeles especially, continues at an elevated level,
2: and Los Angeles is one of the only places in the world where you can have this extreme mix of architecture right next door to one another. There's no other place like that that you can have a, a Paul Williams next to a Wallace Neff next to a Frank, El- Gary. a Frank Gehry. A Frank I mean, a John uh, to, Really, the the mix is is so varied, and there's no other place that you can find that.
1: And that's why it's important to us when someone. Like a developer or someone from a different place comes in and just thinks they can have their way with a a special place. It's so much deeper than that. And it's not just tearing down a building. You're tearing down a legacy. You're tearing down a history that's very valuable to millions of people. And so to be more mindful about understanding architecture and design, it's the the right thing to do. And if we can help educate people and um, continue to protect those places, it's not about... um, making a beautiful city we already have a beautiful city so let's right. protect it
0: hold on a little live direction on the fly will you guys take two steps back for me
1: yeah
0: we're gonna be on el paseo in one minute okay cool um
1: <laughs> every time you move i think you move.
0: <laughs> no i move. yeah well every i'm moving to it's so funny see now you get a little behind the scenes so i'm moving because you guys are moving
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> no it's really? great
0: yeah no it's great um okay so you touched on something that's really interesting to me and i wanted to i wanted you to follow up on it for a minute yes. You talk about developers being more cognizant and more aware of what, of what they're doing. And I think that maybe exploring that uh, on the developer side and doing a little, a little outreach maybe, I, I don't know, I want your ideas on this. The developers put no thought, and, and again, I'm not bashing developers here right. because everyone's got a job to do. Yeah. Um, and the value is there and people buy it, so there's a marketplace right. for it. So you can't deny that there's a marketplace, but here's the thought. If, if developers put a little more time, effort, and love into the design that they were doing,
1: right. yes. and,
0: and purchased these properties, and, and maybe lovingly, if, if they need to be bigger, perhaps there's a way to make them bigger. If they need to be updated, perhaps there's a more thoughtful way to make them updated. Yeah. Is, that, is that the idea?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's put it this way. Los Angeles is a big city, and there's a lot of crappy architecture. Uh, Go let's, ahead and tear let, that down. Tear right. that down. <laughs> we're not saying, and we're not anti-development. Right. That's not where we're coming it, from. They can coexist We know, we know that history. there's a shortage of housing, which is very, very important. We're talking about those really one-of-a-kind, iconic structures that, again, have woven our history that once they're taken away and and a box put on them, because that's what most of this development is, are boxes, and it's a formula, and it's all about the dollars and cents. And 90% of these developers could care less about what it looks like.
1: Well, and, and you can't play dumb, because our real estate agents have a play in this too, and it's really important that they are held accountable.
2: Exactly. When you're
1: using the provenance of a piece of architecture to help sell it at top dollar, there has to be a mindful connection to who buys that right. provenance because it is usually sold to someone who will just erase that provenance. So when you're, when you're connecting the dots, it's like it should just be escorted to the right hands. People will, the right people will buy those type of houses. And yes, they may be small or they may not be the right shape, but you can do adaptive reuse, you can do additions that are mindful to the original integrity of the architecture. It really is just a few more steps and bringing on an expert to help, help you do that, it's just it's the right thing to do. And,
2: and the laziness of saying, well, if I, oh, if I, I have know. to tear it down because it's, it's going to be more cost effective that's a crock and i just want to
0: i just want to point out here's what's really important this is not a this is not a nimby moment this is not a nimby it's thing not. it's not no. this is so you know looking specifically to to galvanize the point you look at the gabor house tearing the facade off the house yeah. that that was that was legacy
2: that was a legacy Intentional. and and he did that intentionally yeah. he didn't start from the back yeah. he started from the front because he knew once that was desecrated he had the green light yeah. to go forward to just
1: take the rust down because it's too late the cultural commission by the city attorney which by the way you can vote for your city attorney um this city attorney said you can only judge the landmarking based on its current state not on its history not on who built it but is it eligible for a landmark in its current state the city attorney that was their stipulation and we thought that was really odd and so the cultural commission said, our hands are tied. It cannot be a landmark because we had nominated the Ava Gabor estate to be a landmark. They got wind of that and quickly overnight
2: That's defaced it. That's why they it. defaced it.
1: And it wasn't illegal at the time because it was not yet a landmark because it had not gone up for review. So in the timeline that happened, it still went up for review. This It was still on the schedule. But instead of being a, a live structure, it was now a... a deface structure and the commission started out saying it still should be a landmark and if it was a landmark he would have to replace it and by the end of the commission meeting they voted against it because the city attorney said oh you can't look at it that way and, and I, I don't think that's right I think that was a big disservice and the, the developer got away
0: with Well if I'm reading that correctly that. that's basically like me saying I'm going to go steal something mm-hmm. and then when I've got it you can't say I stole it because it's mine, right? Yeah. I have, right. I, no, I have possession of it, so you can't. I mean, that, the logic is just ridiculous. Right.
1: And it's it's disappointing. The city can do way better. The city of Los Angeles can do way better, and we have to do better.
0: And, and speaking of that, isn't it interesting because you're you're both native Angelenos and you've seen the city change as much as you have? I'm a native Angeleno as well, and I've never seen the city change this rapidly right. so the, fast it's amazing what's happening right now yeah. yep. which is good and bad because you're gonna have the good and the bad with it like where you're watching i don't know what the if it's the gold or the purple whatever line it is from the metro from downtown la to santa monica mm-hmm. yeah watching everything pop up this mass right construction yes. it's yes. Re, it's remarkable and ridiculous at the right. same time <laughs> what do you what do you what do you see as the future for design what is what is your goal um are you seeing things that excite you? Are what
2: are you seeing that you absolutely love right now? New design in Los Angeles? I don't see any. <laughs> I, I did the the really good ones are from really great architects and developers. Tim Campbell, for example. Those those architects who are doing new structures like that, who care, There's who have the, the clients, generation. who have the clients who care, that is where I see our city okay. going. But on the day-to-day basis, it's, like you said, driving down Venice Boulevard, crap. Who, who's doing it's those designs? Awful. They're horrible. It's awful. Yeah. So I'm not seeing any beautification, anything that I see that I like. I have drive driven by one of them, and said, "Oh, that's nice." No, no. And with, and that is ruining the fabric of our city. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you know, developers is kind of the repeat: the box, the cheap box, the cheap windows, the. The one orange wall, whatever. The one, that, the <laughs>
0: one thing I'm going to throw out there that I that I think, was it the wing house, the wing house a couple of years ago with the airplane that that's in Malibu? Yeah, Experimental. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Dan Brune,
2: yeah.
0: uh, with the bridge house, I think is right. Experimental and fantastic. Right. And but, but to those your are point, so I, know, I know. I know. I know. I get it. That's
2: what I'm saying. It.
1: And and in Los Angeles, that's that's a great <laughs> platform for that type of architecture. Really, there should be more whimsical type of efforts and, and things that amaze you and inspire you.
2: Well, you, and you look at, at specific neighborhoods, like the sweet Spanish styles in West Hollywood, those are all being torn down to put these boxes in. So that I love, but then you ruin a neighborhood, a whole neighborhood, a whole neighborhood by putting these hideous boxes
1: yeah. It really cheapens it. It doesn't actually bring it up. It cheapens the neighborhood. So.
0: Well, listen, again, I think it's great what you guys are doing. I've been fans of the work for a long time. And I want to point out something, too, that you have assembled. It's not just you guys shouting from the mountaintops. All the work that you've done on the back end, too, to assemble your board of directors and your sponsors and your, your groups and all of the... the, pro- the you're waging a, a battle. Uh, you're waging a war here for yeah. something. And it's important. It's close to your heart, but it's also really, really important yeah. to, the, to the fabric of the city and the fact that L.A. is a world-class design city. And, world-class. And city. Just because you have it doesn't mean you get to keep it. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: And you have to take care of it. You have
2: to take care of it, you like anything
0: else.
1: can't neglect it. And yes. Our city is being very neglected from an aesthetic standpoint. Right. So we need to do better, and we're here to make a difference.
0: Thank you, Jamie and Ron. It is always a joy speaking with you, and this was fun and no exception. Thank you, California Closets, for hosting the event. Thank you, Walker Zanger, for being an absolute joy to work with. Your partnership is greatly appreciated. Thank you, Thermosol, for your support of Convo by Design. And thank you for listening to the show, subscribing to the podcast, and coming out to our events, which hopefully will return at some point in the near future. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep creating. <sighs>